0: I'm Suzanne Nance and this is the State of the Arts, a new all-classical Portland series designed to chronicle the times and provide a platform for regional arts leaders to talk about their organization. My first guest is Scott Showalter, the president and CEO of Oregon Symphony.
1: Suzanne, thanks for having me.
0: Scott, it's great to hear your voice and I'm sorry that we can't be in studio. Thanks for joining me from your home. A lot has happened in the past few weeks I know you've had to make some very difficult decisions. You have one of the largest arts organizations in the state of Oregon, in the Pacific Northwest. Tell us what's been happening.
1: Indeed, it was weeks ago when the Oregon Symphony first knew of the governor's guidelines and the CDC's recommendations to not gather for some weeks that we uh, announced the cancellation of concerts at the time through May 11th. And at that date, we also... We're forced to make the heartbreaking decision to furlough musicians and lay off many of our staff. Based on updated health guidelines, we've made the further decision to cancel the remainder of this season, including all concerts and in-person events through June 8th.
0: You were one of the first arts leaders to write publicly to Governor Kate Brown for support at this time. You have talked openly about ticket donations, and I want to learn more about that. I know your virtual gala is tomorrow night, which is a big deal. But first and foremost, what does it mean to you right now, as the head of Oregon Symphony, to not be able to bring people together?
1: Look, at core, the arts are about live performance in particular, about gathering mass numbers of people together in confined spaces frequently. That's precisely what we are not allowed to do. And even our offstage engagement programs in schools, libraries, neighborhoods, correctional facilities, sports venues, retirement homes, homeless shelters, immigration centers, hospitals and the like, all of that requires proximity to others. And so we don't want to put anyone at risk. We care foremost about the health and well-being of our entire community. So we're not able to perform and thereby we're not able to earn ticket revenue.
0: And how are you handling tickets?
1: We hope that those who have purchased tickets to canceled concerts will donate those tickets back to the symphony or exchange them for credit for future productions. We are going to come back strong for next season. There will be an Oregon symphony for years to come. We're just not able to perform right now. Many people don't realize that if tickets go unused, And it's for performances that have been canceled. We actually, by law, have to receive the agreement from ticket holders for us to convert that to donations. Otherwise, it goes into unclaimed property at the state level. And so our patrons can be forfeiting in total millions of dollars that aren't benefiting them and aren't benefiting us. So we want to make sure that people who have those tickets, convert them either to tax-deductible donations or, as I say, for credits for future concerts.
0: Let's dig into the financial implications, earned income, charitable contributions at Oregon Symphony, and the long-term effect, even with an SBA loan. That's a short-term fix. That would be amazing. I know your biggest goal is to rehire staff and rehire musicians, but that's an eight-week Band Aid. What are your priorities right now as the president and CEO of Oregon Symphony to protect assets and ensure that you come back strong next season or whenever it's possible for you to perform in public spaces again?
1: While we're not able to perform, we simply can't afford to pay full salaries to everyone. I've got a budget of north of $20 million, and half of it comes from ticket revenue and half of it comes from donations. And in this particular state, both are down significantly, right? So we had to cancel from the time that we announced that we would be going dark until the end of the season, fully 32 revenue generating events alongside many of non-revenue generating but good for a greater community education and engagement programs for children and adults alike, canceled all of that. We lost all of that ticket revenue or much of it anyway. And then donations, too, are down. I mean, people are feeling the pinch. They have less money than they did a couple months ago, and they're feeling uh, there are many, many needing causes around the community. And so with both earned revenue and contributed down currently, and as we project forward, there are a number of unknowns. We decided to take the step to preserve our assets such that we would be able to launch The season for which we're selling tickets next fall. And we fully will come back, and we want to make sure that everything that we've done and intended, and the commissions and the special projects off stage with. Um, in indigent neighborhoods and communities, all of that that we can go forward with. But for that, we have to make sure that we have enough resources on hand. And so that was the hunker down and preserve what capital we have. Our ticket office is in the middle of selling tickets for next season, and those are going well. And we encourage all of your listeners to um, buy season subscriptions for the 2021 year. That's Carlos's last. We're planning for our virtual gala, which is going to be happening this Sunday, April 19th. We are maintaining our website and our database, we're reaching out to elected officials, we're working with funders, we're processing healthcare insurance, which I am headstrong, we must maintain for all of the musicians and even for the laid-off staff for several months. So we're, we're doing everything that we can, even while we're quote-unquote quiet, to make sure that this is a going concern far into the future.
0: How does the gala factor into your overall success, and how does one do a virtual gala, Scott? I mean, what I do love about this opportunity to do a virtual gala is that every one of us can get in the room tomorrow, and there's access for all.
1: It's going to be fun. The fact that we're doing it online means the entire world can participate. It was previously that it would be for the people who could fit in the concert hall and fit in the dining room for a schmancy dinner, but now literally the world over can watch it. So starting at 7 p.m., yours truly will MC uh, approximately 30 minute long production that will include Carlos Calmar, our musicians, Storm Large, and we're even doing a virtual red carpet where people can take photos and post online. Now in the week leading up, you don't just have to dress on Sunday night, although we welcome you to do that in real time. It's an opportunity for people to show their love and support and have some some joy even while many of us are operating in our homes alone right now. I say frequently from the concert hall stage and to anyone who will listen that the arts have incredible power to unite, inspire, educate, heal, bring joy. And we can do that from afar, not in the same way that we can in a visceral sense when we're all together in the concert hall, but nevertheless opportunity to to share. And as you see with our musicians and programs online called Minute for Music, they're creating new content. Those are often solo, and if they are together, they're still from a socially distanced, appropriate six feet apart. So we're creating new art to be able to share with people online, and All Classical are continuing to air our broadcasts from previous concerts. So our virtual gala will be a way to continue to celebrate everything that the Oregon Symphony does throughout the year, even while we're all sheltering at home.
0: I'm going to have to get my virtual red carpet photo (laughs) ready to go. (laughs) Looking forward to it. And I really appreciate your talking about the current situation at the Oregon Symphony for this new series on All Classical Portland. It's going to be emotional to get everyone back in the hall together when we're able to do so.
1: I'm emotional every time I talk about, you know, where we stand at this point and what I think about for the Oregon Symphony and our collective future. So I will be especially excited to bring everybody back together. Oregon Symphony lovers can rest assured we are going to come back and come back strong. And I want to see them in the hall this fall, if not before.
0: Scott, thank you so much for speaking with me today.
1: Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for all of your support.
0: Scott Showalter is the president and CEO of Oregon Symphony. To find out more about Oregon Symphony, their virtual gala happening tomorrow, Sunday, April 19th, or to learn more about their upcoming season, the last for Carlos Kalmar, visit orsymphony.org. This has been State of the Arts, a new series on All Classical Portland dedicated to chronicling the time and providing a platform for our regional arts leaders to talk about their organization. To learn more, visit allclassical.org. For All Classical Portland, I'm Suzanne Nance. Thanks so much for listening.